Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello. Welcome to the Learning by Ear series about migration. In this program, we will tell you about the underground life of a Liberian man. He has been in Germany for four years now. Although he reached his destination, he is not sure anymore whether it was the right decision. We will show you how he lives today, and you will also learn more about his journey from Africa to Europe. Since he doesn't have official permission to live in Germany, let's just call him John. When you start this journey, you don't think of going back. You only think of forward, not stop. John did not expect that this would mean he would have to live the life of an illegal alien, underground. Before he started his trip, he didn't imagine the kind of situation he would find himself in later. When you see it on TV, Europe is a. When you see it on TV, Europe is a free land where somebody can make their life better. It's a better place, green pasture. I saw it myself. Back home in Liberia, John is a farmer. Life is okay. But he thinks it could always be better. To achieve this, he starts a journey of 5,300 kilometers and passes through seven borders. The whole trip takes him four years. In each country, he works to get the money for the next stage of the trip. Now John knows he hasn't achieved what the television had promised him. He lives at a friend's place. He cleans the house. His friend pays the rent. John cooks for his flatmate, but cannot afford to buy any food himself, nor the clothes or the shoes he's wearing. Liberia in 1990, a country at war. John leaves everything behind and moves to a refugee camp at the border between Guinea-Conakry and his homeland. At this time, he can't get the idea of leading a better life out of his mind. He gets a visa for Senegal and joins some people who have the same goal. To leave Guinea, this is where his journey starts. There are so many agents, you know, who transport us. So you can go to a park for transport. You can see other people there who say, "Okay, you have to make this journey." Okay, I have a transport. Well, my destination was here, direct to this country. Well, my destination was here, directly to this country where I am now, Germany. Now I am here. The other question is,、um, how does it go on? Well, I ask myself all the time if I actually want it. In Germany, he tries to become part of society, but he is not. He is afraid of being checked by the officials, and this fear is almost always there. When he takes the bus or the train, he tries to do everything correctly so that he doesn't draw attention of the authorities. He wants to be invisible. You pass through the Sahara Desert. That's a very risky transport, you know, because of the heat, the dust. You have to be prepared for any situation you have to face, you know, on your own. The transport is more of a lorry, a Mercedes 911, transformed into a passenger bus. I won't say it's a normal transport because I wouldn't say it's a normal transport because it's carrying illegal immigrants. There was no one having documents. 
We call them pushers, you know, because they have to... We call them pushers because they have to get you information. At times they have to get some fake documents to be able just to pass through. Forty dollars, this is how much it costs him to get to Morocco. This money is still part of the sum he had saved while working as a farmer in Liberia. But most of it is not spent on transport. We have to bribe the border guards. We have to bribe the border guards. Money, you know. So we have to bribe them to cross. The transporters, the drivers, who know the border guards very well. So he bribes them, so we go through. None of my documents I have with me when I was in Morocco. None of them I have with me now, because all of them have to be thrown away. Because when I go to Spain, if they found any documents with me, I would have been returned to Morocco, and there I would be arrested. There are some who call people in his condition illegals. They just don't have any document which gives them a name, an age, a birthplace, or a nationality. I'm afraid because I'm illegal here. I'm afraid because I'm illegal here. I'm afraid of being controlled. That's why I exclude myself from too much public activities. My heart beats. Yeah, but I don't show it on my face. They cannot see inside me. Because when it appears on my face, they would say, something is wrong with this guy. So I just walk past freely. Because I know the police, when you look suspicious, they control you. Although he always was headed for his destination, Germany, he didn't know much about this country before he arrived. Even though he had been given some advice before his departure. First of all, you have to look for a woman, you know. First of all, you have to look for a woman. You get married if you want to stay here in this country. Then you are able to get the papers, and then that's how you are able to facilitate your other documents, to get everything freely, to get a job, to get an apartment. It's a two-day journey from Senegal to Morocco. He takes water with him, a lot of it, and he takes African cakes, condensed bread, a bag with some clothes and a toothbrush. That's all. I thought it would be a very nice, smooth life, easy going. I thought when I come here, I get a job easily, get the documents to start a new life. But it's not the way it is now. With no documents... There is only one solution, to live underground. Officially, he isn't in Germany, not in the eyes of the authorities. I don't keep too much friends because of uh, <laughs> my status. I don't keep too many friends because of my status here. Because the more friends you get, the more you get into trouble. I don't keep too many friends. Sometimes he's lucky. He finds an occasional job for one or two days as a gardener or a cleaner. Everything illegal, of course. Rabat. John earns his life selling razors, shaving cream, blades. After eight months, he has $1,600. Half of it he has to spend on the crossing of the Mediterranean Sea, though not in a normal ferry. Oh, 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 oh. Everything was illegal. Everything was illegal. You see them? You go closer to them, to discuss with them, okay, when are you ready, 
We will pick you up. Uh, at what time will you go? You know. Then you pay your due, your money, so you are ready. There were around 14 of us, plus two pushers, maybe 16 of us. We sailed at night. We sailed at night. I was not interested because all the time my eyes were closed. Praying, you know, because not everybody made it all the time. Because you don't trust water. While crossing the Mediterranean, as he recalls, the Spanish Coast Guard arrived and saved him and the others on the boat. They took them to the mainland, kept them all together in a building, gave them medical examinations and questioned them. John stays for five days, then he runs away. He spends the first time on the streets. But it is here in Marbella, Spain, that he stays for one year gathering money for the last stage of his trip. John finally reaches Bonn in western Germany. The friend whom he has been expecting to see in Germany since he started his journey left the country two weeks before he arrived. With no contacts, not speaking the language, with no job or accommodation and no woman, the destination is life underground. These years that have passed was not the rain and the life. These years that have passed, that was not real life I was living. Anyway, I've not met any better life since I arrived here. And this brings us to the end of today's Learning by Ear program about migration. If you want to listen to this or other Learning by Ear programs again, go to our website at dwworld.de forward slash lbe. Goodbye and stay well. Music